Hello, America, and welcome to the CEO Show. I'm Robert Reese, and our guest today is Aditi Javeri Gokhale. How are you? I'm great, Robert. Thanks for inviting me today. Well, my pleasure. And Aditi is president of retail investments of Northwestern Mutual. Let's talk about what the company is because it's 165 years and you have a different philosophy. And then you'll be fascinated to learn about her background. So, Robert, you know, when you look at Northwestern Mutual, it is truly unique at its core. And why, why do I say that? It's because it's a mutual company. So what that means is that our company is owned by our policy owners. And we at Northwestern Mutual, we are in the service of our policy owners and our clients. So every profit that we generate, we do our best to give it back to our policy owners, which is very different from being a public company, which is owned by shareholders. You know, when you think about what our purpose is, we're a company that want to do the best when it comes to financial security for all our clients and for our policy owners. And this is really what drew me to the company because my personal value system was very connected to the mission and the vision of the company, which is we exist to free Americans from financial anxiety. So, um, you know, that is very different from most companies. And today, if you think about employees or clients, they're truly looking for a purpose-driven company, which goes beyond just selling products and services. And Northwestern Mutual, our culture, our mission is about a movement of delivering financial security to all Americans. And, and in that, which is refreshing, you have a really unique background, and we'll get more and more into that But one thing you're also involved in is your special venture fund. So you have a a snapshot of what people are looking, how they grow their business and how they don't grow their business. And and in fact, I mean, you've worked, you went from American Express, a major organization to a sole practitioner. You've also worked in operations, in digital, in strategy and CMO marketing. So from all of this, what advice do you have how companies can grow from smaller companies to large international companies? My role at Northwestern Mutual is executive vice president. I'm the president of retail investments. I'm the head of institutional investments. I'm also the chief strategy officer. And part of that uh, is I oversee what we call NM Future Ventures, which is a venture capital fund, about a $200 million venture capital fund. We invest in early stage companies that really want to bolster financial security. So I get to talk to hundreds of companies on a day-to-day basis in terms of helping them, first of all, make sure that their idea and the foundations are sound because we want to invest in that company. But part of it is also giving them strategic advice on how to scale and to grow. That definitely comes from my years and years of experience working in Fortune 100 companies. But as you rightly said, there was a time uh, after I left American Express where I, along with a few executives at American Express, we started our own company, which is around digital marketing and data analytics. Um, And, you know, it's one of those actual success stories. It's got over 200 employees today. It's a global company. It's called iQuanti. And that truly helped me 
uh, be in the driver's seat as an entrepreneur to figure out how do you start on day one and how do you scale a business with a sound idea, with investors who believed in us, but then also starting to learn all aspects of the business, whether it's marketing, whether it's digital product, whether it's technology, whether it's data analytics. It's that experience of working in Fortune 100 companies and also being an entrepreneur myself. I think that is what I brought to the table when I took my role at Northwestern Mutual. And in terms of advice you've given, you've gone through so much. Talk about a challenge that you faced in in your career and how you handled it. Yeah. So, you know, um, when it comes to um, challenges, so first of all, you know, I'm a woman executive in corporate America, and um, often I am the only one sitting at the table that look like this, right? So that in itself is a little bit of a unique situation. I've had challenges where I've been passed over for promotions. I've had challenges where I haven't even been considered for roles where I felt that I had the right to at least apply for the role. But what I have told women and what I give myself personal advice is there's there's no point in uh, losing heart or sleep over this, right? You've got to be steady. You've got to be persistent. You've got to show grit and you've got to take one opportunity at a time. So that's something when I, when, when women talk to me about navigating careers, that's sort of the, the, the experience that I share with them. But beyond that, some of the things that I tell them is, you know, you've got to work harder than everyone else. That's one. The second is you really want to take on assignments. And as I look back at my career, I've taken on assignments where others have been really frightened to take on. And for me, uh, that has actually helped me stand out and move to the next level. The third is you really want to ask yourself, you really want to have creative solutions. You want to set a bold vision and you want to ask insightful questions as you're navigating your career. And the last is you have to show measurable and meaningful progress and success year over year. So those are sort of the things that I brought to my role at Northwestern Mutual and even in my career at NM. And even before that, I think these are the things that have really helped me succeed. When you talk about show the progress, how do you communicate that? Um, Because you have also a marketing background to boot. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not about a marketing background and or communication. It's really around as a leader, how do you First of all, develop a vision. How do you rally your employees? And by the way, your peers, how do you collaborate with them? So, so to me, you know, measurable success really starts from how do you set yourself up as a leader? And for me, setting yourself up as a leader is not about myself. It's actually about the team that I manage. So the first thing is you want to set a bold vision. You want to set some pretty strong targets, but you want to get buy-in from your team. That is extremely important. And when I say team, it's not just about the people who you manage. It's people in your cross-functional environment. It's your peers. You want to collaborate because at Northwestern Mutual, we are not siloed at all. Every single project, every single initiative, it is a cross-functional initiative. So you've got to get alignment from them. The next thing you want to do is you, when you, you want to set those targets and benchmarks, and you want to make sure you can show that you're moving the needle. But through that journey, Robert, you also want to celebrate the small and the large wins. And by the way, you also want to applaud the calculated risks that employees take. Employees will fail. I will fail. You absolutely have to applaud as long as they are calculated risks. And then the last thing is, 
you know, um, it's again, it's not about the experience around marketing and digital product and finance that comes through just being on the job. But I think as a leader, the one thing I feel that I'm, I'm probably a little unique is I lead with humanity. And what that means, and that is, that is especially true, Robert, when it comes to what we've gone through during the pandemic and the post-pandemic. So leading with humanity is bringing your authentic self to work. Being, in my case, uber transparent. Um, talking about the challenges, me personally as a woman, multitasking, balance, all of this, but having those candid conversations with your employees builds trust. And what that does is when it builds trust, it creates happy employees and it, and it increases productivity. I love this leading with humanity. You've about a minute before a commercial break. Give one quick example of how you did that. Well, I talk, I mean, I can give you several examples. Um, everybody knows what's going on in my life. I talk about my 14-year-old, about, you know, his tennis games, whether he's got a science project, uh, whether I've got to go for a doctor's appointment. I'm very open about it. Everyone can see my calendar. They know exactly what's going on in my life. I'm not hiding behind saying, you know, I have a dentist appointment and actually going for a, you know, a, a, a show at my son's school. So, that is being transparent because all of us have to create a balancing act in life and we have to be real about this. What advice do you have to young people on what they need to do to succeed? That's a great question, Robert. I think the advice I would give is, as I think about my first role at American Express, you know, the foundation of uh, starting in management consulting and really getting experience uh, with the strategy, with marketing, with technology, being able to interact with C-suite executives um, through my project work at Booz Allen, I think really helped me take that first corporate job at American Express. Having said that, you know, I think I'm a big believer of, of uh, and that's what I think management consulting taught me. In any new job, uh, in the first three months, you really need to understand and study the industry to feel confident that you can ask the right questions. So I think that's what I always do in any role, whether it's my first role, and I did that with American Express too. But then after that, I think it is also sort of making sure that you have a team a really good talented team that will support your vision. Because as a leader, I think I'm a big I'm a big believer that you've got to set the vision and the direction, and then your team has to work with you to deliver that. We're about to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that balancing act, because I think Aditi has a background that has more elements than, I mean, I've interviewed a thousand CEOs. I can't remember anyone who has as many elements as Aditi comes with. So we're going to talk about balance in life, and then we're going to talk more about advice to women back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese on The CEO Show. And as we're speaking with Aditi, you have a different background than almost anyone I remember, from working for Fortune 50 companies to starting your own very successful company, to working in digital, to working in marketing and strategy and operations, uh, financial services, uh, managing, I think, uh, what's it, uh, $500 billion? $570 billion. Wow, you keep growing. So here's the question. With all of those things and your unique leadership philosophy, 
What is the secret to really balancing your life? So, you know, um, my answer may be a little different, but I'm going to go for it because that's my personal philosophy. I think balance is a state of mind. Balance is not about working nine to five and then five to eight. And it's not about scheduling and coordinating. Of course, the assembly line for any working mom has to work, but it's about a state of mind. And that state of mind is you've got to ask yourself. And I always ask myself, what are my sources of happiness? And my sources of happiness are about three or four things. I want to work at a company that truly, truly empowers me to do my job and bring my authentic self to work. Check. And that's the company that I work for, Northwestern Mutual. And it really is connected to my personal values. So that's one. That's a source of happiness. The second is being able to spell quality, not quantity, but quality time with family and friends. And my I'm allowed to do that. I'm able to do that, whether it is, as I mentioned to you before, whether I can just go and visit my son's tennis match or go for, you know, there's, there are no hard and fast rules. So that's the second thing. And I think the third thing is about to be able to really enjoy the journey, the journey of life. And I constantly want to make sure I'm enjoying that journey. That to me, if I'm able to do those three things from a sources of happiness perspective, I feel I've got good balance. So let's take this balance and expand it into the culture. What are the secrets to selecting great talent and maintaining the talent, especially in a talent war we're in and building this culture? So I think at the end of the day, we all know that there is a talent war. And when I have looked at talent and I've seen the talent that has succeeded the most at, at Northwestern Mutual, it is not just about compensation. It's not about money. It is about really a great culture. And we take pride in building an exceptional culture, which is why we already have a great culture we've had uh, uh, for 165 years. But one of the things that I'm personally passionate about and take a lot of pride is being the executive sponsor for the women's platform. And why? Because I want to make sure when it comes to women, Northwestern Mutual is the place, the best company for women to join, to stay and to grow. So for me, when you think about talent, especially when you think about uh, women and, you know, what, what they're going through right now post-pandemic, we want to make sure that, that they are in a culture where they can be themselves, where they feel empowered, where they have the right job opportunities, where they have a voice to change the culture if needs to be. So to me, the good talent is looking for that. Of course, they're looking to get well paid. Uh, and I think the third thing is they're looking to get diversity of experiences within their job. We encourage our rising stars, as we call them within the company. We encourage them to take on new roles. You don't have to stay in one function and be in that one function. We've had, I mean, look at me myself, right? I started in marketing. Then, I did, uh, then I'm heading corporate strategy. Now I'm overseeing retail and institutional investments. We encourage our talent to move and get those experiences. Yeah, it's exactly your original advice was take on more assignments. And that's what's taking place there. Right. And get out of your comfort zone. I'm a big believer of, of being a little bit uncomfortable at all times because that's how you learn and that's how you grow. And, and how do you coach and mentor people when they're getting out of their comfort zone? 
Right. So, so, you know, I do a lot of formal and informal mentoring. And one of the things I, I'm always a big proponent of, of pushing yourself when it comes to growing. It's not about, you know, promoting, get, going from an assistant director to a director. It's about getting those experiences. That's what's most important. So when I mentor, I always tell people, women, men, don't think about whether this is, don't think about the title. Think about the experience you're getting, because if you truly can push yourself, that experience is going to count in the future. So that's one. Women especially, Robert, um, you know, we, we know, and I, I don't mean to stereotype, but there's a lot of research about this, that women have a lack of confidence. There is a, there is a fear of judgment. And so one of the things I have to tell women is that you've got to talk yourselves into a situation. Most often when women are uh, speaking to me and when I'm mentoring them, they're like, well, I don't think I should take this job. I don't think I should be taking on this project. Women tend to talk themselves out of situations. And I'm always telling them to talk themselves into the situation. I can do this. I can, I can, I, I may, I may not succeed, but that's okay. I will learn through that. So that's sort of part of the advice I give uh, women, both formally and informally. And when you talk about talking people into something, mm -hmm. you were just 17 years old with only $150 in your pocket, and somehow you talked yourself into getting on an international flight, coming to MIT. Right. Describe what you learned from there, and then we have just about two minutes left for this part of the interview. So, so, you know, when I think about that, um, I think it starts with, you know, being born and raised in Mumbai in a very close-knit uh, middle-class family where I got a lot of support and encouragement from my parents, my, my, my sister, uh, and from my extended family. So I think that foundation was really strong. They truly encouraged me to take risks. Um, and I think that was what led me to apply to MIT. I got in. Um, I got 150 bucks in my pocket. My extended family, in fact, financed my one-way ticket, my food and clothing. Um, I put it into two large suitcases, and I took my first international flight to uh, Boston's Logan Airport. And there you have it. One sentence of final advice to women who want to succeed. And I know what that advice is. Join Northwestern Mutual. But other than that, what advice? Absolutely. I think, I think um, um, one advice I would give is um, eye on the sky, feet to the ground. That's what my dad always tells me. Reach for, the, reach for the stars, but just be humble about it. And there you have it. Aditi, a real pleasure having you on the CEO show. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. It was truly an amazing uh, conversation. And remember, everyone, lead with humanity. How wonderful an idea is that? See you next week.